Happy Friday, good people. It's your girl, Kalise Bird, here on the best podcast around the Why Not Us, led by the anointed KJ, a.k.a. Kendra Joyner. I know I said this last week, and as long as God puts breath in my body, I'm going to keep saying it. Kendra, you are anointed. You are blessed. And I am so excited to just have a small part in what you are doing for God's kingdom. The, the the shows and the talks that you have on your platform are God sent. People need to hear it. Everything from health, wellness, finance. I'm telling you people tuning in, you have reached the uppercase T-H-E podcast of like the 21st century. God bless you, Kendra. I'm going to hush because I, I, I just, I can, I can speak for about 45 to 50 minutes about how delighted I am to be here, but I'm going to be respectful of my time and your time and I'm going to move on. Uh, again, my name is Khalees LaVon Taylor Bird. I am the founder of Start the Finish Ministries. And that comes from Isaiah 46, where we learn that God does everything uh, from the end. So the end, so, and I'll tell you this, Dr. Miles Monroe said it best. Your future is God's past. Let me say that again for those of y'all who just might be waking up this Friday morning. Your future is God's past. And I'm telling you, the more I listen to Dr. Miles Monroe and, and his teachings about God, uh, he, he Miles Monroe, in case you don't know, he was killed, unfortunately, in a plane crash a few years ago. And <clears throat> before he, he, he left this earth, I just got to tell you, his teachings were phenomenal. And I found out about him by happenstance on YouTube one day, just happened to hear like these motivational speeches from like Denzel Washington or something. And and they mentioned Miles Monroe. And I was like, who is that? And I'm telling you, good people of the Why Not Us podcast, you need to check out Miles Monroe. It's M-Y-L-E-S. And I believe the last name is spelled M-U-N-R-O-E. He has phenomenal teachings. So as this ministry, the name was given to me, to me by the Holy Spirit. And just to elucidate it for you, all you have to do, good people of God, is to start what God has already finished. Mm. Now, I feel that in my shanana-na, as, as, as Brother Willie Moore Jr. says on his radio program, I feel that in my shanana-na. All you have to do is start what God has already finished. Hence the name of this ministry, Start the Finish Ministry. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, for those of you who may be struggling right now with whatever it is, I shared my battles with mental illness and with you know self-confidence and self-esteem struggles. I shared all of that last week, and I will, by the grace of God, continue to share those testimonies with you because we are strengthened by one another's testimonies. We are. And when you get it in your mind that you are chosen, that you are ordained by God, when you get all the chatter and the distractions of the enemy out of your mind and you start walking in your purpose, knowing that all you got to do is start the work that God has already finished, baby, there's nothing you can do. Once I got out of the abyss of my depression and melancholia and realized that I just had to walk in what God has already prepared for me, boo-boo, I became unstoppable. And I thank God for that. And my 
my sincere hope and prayer is that the more you listen to this uh, start the finish ministry, the more you listen to the wonderful teachings that KJ has on her radio program, the more that you listen to wonderful dynamic pontificators like Dr. Miles Monroe or or Brother uh, Dr. Uh, Howard John Wesley of Alfred Street Baptist Church. I mean, dynamic anointed disciples of God. I'm telling you that depression, that fear, that frustration, that I just want to give up on life. All of that will disappear because you will know that all I got to do is just get started on what God has already completed. Ooh, I'm going to preach to myself this morning. I love it. I love it. I am just so honored to be here. Let me give glory and honor to God who has blessed us to see another month, June 2022, a month that we've never seen before in this year. And I thank God for it. And I'm telling you, nothing bad can happen that something good doesn't come from it. And Lord have mercy. May he rest the souls of the million plus people who died in the United States from COVID. May God rest those souls. And for the souls that he has allowed to still be here, I'm telling you, everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. Because there are a lot of people, they wish they were still here. They wish they still had breath in their bodies. They wish they had something to complain about. They wish they had aggravating children that they could say be quiet to. They wish that they could do those things, but they don't have breath in their bodies. And I thank God that I'm still here. My husband worked the front lines during COVID and he would come home and tell me horrific stories of young people, 10, 11, 12 years old, showing up in the emergency department with lungs that look like ice crystals. He would tell the stories of people who had to be intubated, who had to have their throats cut open and oxygen inserted uh, via a tube down their throat because they couldn't breathe. I'm telling you people on the Why Not Us podcast, we ought to have a spirit of gratitude. And that's not to say, that's not to lessen or depreciate what you're going through because I know that some of KJ's listeners are going through a struggle. You may be struggling with your marriage. You may be struggling with some hard-headed children or hard-headed grandchildren. Some of us may be going through a financial struggle. Your lights are one day from being turned off. When you get in the, the, the car, you know that your tank is past E, yet you have to drive 35 miles to your job and you don't have anything in your wallet and your bank statement is in the negative. The listeners of KJ's Why Not Not Us podcast, we know that you have struggles. But that's the beauty of it because God is a present what? He is a present help in time of what? In time of good times? No, it says God is a present help in time of trouble. So to the Why Not Us listeners, don't run from your trouble. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to be like the keeping up with the Kardashians and have your life trying to look all high and mighty and pretty and nice and toasty and tasty and everybody thinking you good. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm in a struggle right now. 
I'm in a bad struggle. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to save my marriage. I'm trying to save my alcoholic son. I'm trying to save my uh, crack cocaine infested daughter. I'm trying to save my house. It's up for repossession. I'm trying to save my land. The government says I got 30 days to pay it in full or else they're going to take it away from me. And that was my great grandmother's land. I'm trying to save my job. I don't have any gas to get to the job and none of my neighbors say they can help me. And the job has said, if I don't show up tomorrow, that I'm fired, but I don't have gas money and I don't have bus money and the job is 34 miles away so I can't walk help me Lord and I'm here to tell you why not us listeners for those of you who are in that struggle I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me good because when you hear Khalees Taylor Bird speak I'm not speaking as someone who has researched and studied these things I come to you as a woman who has been there done that I've been there when you've looked at your bank account you got four or five bills due and your account is in the negative I've been there when you need to get to a work or a job location and your tank is past E I've been there when your household is is all just in shambles and everybody seems like they were electrocuted by a demon and and it just seems like everything is going haywire i've been there and as a matter of fact if truth be told i'm still in the struggle but one thing i've learned is that you got to be like hagar khalees who was hagar well i'm so glad you asked because in the book of genesis we are introduced to hagar Hagar is the slave of Abram and Sarai, whose names were later changed to Abraham and Sarah. Long story short, and for my Bible scholars or non-Bible scholars out there, long story short, Sarai was promised by God many, 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 many years ago that she and Abram would have a son. But Sarai Uh, lost faith in God. And so in order to help God, she makes up in her mind that in order for Abram to have a son, he must sleep with his slave named Hagar. Long story short, we know that when two women are living in the same house and they're fighting over the same man, in this case, Abram, we know that that's probably not going to go too well. Women, we know how we can be. We can be some catty little, little creatures. Good gracious of life. Women can sometimes be catty. It's pitiful. Can I, can I keep it real with why not us? Women, we got to work on the cattiness. Now, Sarai calls herself helping God and freely, freely gives her slave to her husband. Now, mind you, now, where does she think that was going to go? I don't know. Then when her uh, husband... Uh, has kitty cat with the the slave and the production of this project is now Hagar is pregnant. Now uh, Sarai and Hagar are at odds with each other. And you want to ask, and I want to ask the question, Sarai, what did you think would happen? Like, did you think that what you asked of Hagar and your husband was going to bring about a wonderful, nice, happy thereafter story? For real? I know we ought to have better sense than that. But anyway, like I said, a lot of times, some of us women are guilty of it. We try to help God. But I, I want to remind you today, my women of God and, and the listeners of Why Not Us, I just want to remind you real quick, just real quick, uh, God don't need your help. Can I say that one more time? 
Let me say it in the correct English because some of y'all may remember my late dad and you know he was an English teacher. So I don't want you uh, thinking that he didn't teach his children correctly. So let me say this sentence one more again. God does not need your help. But anyway, I was going back. Let me get back to Hagar because some of y'all, I'm sure, were asking now, Khalees, what are you talking about? You got to be like Hagar. Long story short, Hagar and Sarai, they don't get along. The contention is so bad in the house that Abram says, you know what, uh, Sarai, she's in your hands. Do what you will with Hagar. I'm, I'm pretty much wiping my hands of this. So long story short, Hagar flees her mistress, Sarai. The contention in the house of Abram is so great that Hagar flees her mistress. And so Hagar finds herself in a desert, in a dry place. Oh, I love what the story in the book of Genesis says. But the angel of the Lord, oh, won't he do it? The angel of the Lord finds a slave. Bishop T.D. Jake said it best. When God is on the hunt for you, he will be worse than the CIA, baby. He will be worse than the FBI. God is, is on the hunt for you. He was on the hunt for a slave. And Hagar gets happy in her desert place because she says, El Roy, E-L, uppercase R-O-I, El Roy, God sees me. And I'm here to tell you why not us listeners. God sees you. If you are listening under the sound of my voice, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what hell you are going through or what hell you are just coming out of. I don't care how many tears you cried last night and how snotty your nose still is. I want you to hear me. If God sent one of his angels to seek out a slave in a desert place, trust you me, he will send an angel to seek you out, baby. All you got to do is call on them. And I am a living witness and a living testimony that when you call on God with sincerity, and it's got to be with a sincere heart, you therefore obligate God to step in. Do you not know, beloved, that the God we serve is a God who loves to show off? Mm, 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 mm. Baby cake, that's why we had to be kicked out of the Garden of Eden. See, God knew what he was doing because, see, when I first read Genesis many, many years ago as a young child, I was like, now, why would God do what he did? Why would you tell Adam and Eve of all the fruit, of, of all the trees you can touch and freely eat and all that good stuff, but this one tree don't, don't eat? And I was like, why would God say that? Because anybody who's a parent or anybody who has a niece or nephew or cousins, you know that as soon as you say don't do something, it's like you have lit a flame in that child and they are going to do just the opposite. Can I get an amen? And so for a long time, I was a little bit irritated with God because I was like, God, you know all things. You know that Adam and Eve were like, a hundred percent chance they were going to partake of the very thing that you told them not to do it. It's just like it's it's ingrained in all of us. As soon as somebody says don't do something, <coughs> it's like we, we just have to do it. 
It's that little fireball in all of us. And for a long time, I was just stupefied. I was just perplexed that God would give such an order. But then I learned that God knew exactly what he was doing. God strategically told Adam and Eve what not to do because he knew that they would end up doing it because he knew that we would have to get kicked out of the garden. Why? Because God knew that sometimes you may have to go through hell in order to grow. The garden of Eden was the one garden that we had to get kicked out of in order to grow. Sometimes you have to go through blood, sweat, and tears in order to grow. And God knew that. And secondly, going back to a point I made earlier, we serve a God who loves to show off. And the Garden of Eden, let me just be frank and let me just be real with you, is too small for a mighty, omnipotent, omniscient God. God had to kick us out the garden so that he could show off and show up. Khalees, what are you talking about? God loves to show off. You know, some, you know, there was a Pharaoh in the book of uh, uh, Genesis, uh, Exodus, excuse me, who was determined not to let the Israelites go. Did y'all know that? And so that Pharaoh, all his heart, uh, heart got hard. And, and so this Pharaoh was determined that he was going to buck up against the mighty God. And so God was like, no, no sweat. I'll, I'll show off. Let me show you what I can do with flies. Let me show you what I can do with frogs. Let me show you what I can do as far as turning the water into blood. I can show all of that. All the chances that he gave Pharaoh. But Pharaoh got prideful and in the end loses his son. And so did a lot of Egyptians. But God, let me tell you this. God loves you and God loves to show off. That's why God, in the form of Jesus Christ, deliberately lets Lazarus die. He deliberately, deliberately lets Lazarus die so that he can eventually show off his power, his might. That's the God, my beloved, that you serve. That is the God that you should worship. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Elroy, the God who sees. Amen. Amen. I want to quickly wrap up by going back to Genesis. God has placed this urgently in my spirit. Uh, the start, the finish ministry is not just for women and children. It's for anybody who has a listening ear. So I want to go back to Genesis because... As we all know, in the Garden of Eden, something happens. And for my Bible scholars and for my non-Bible scholars, <coughs> excuse me, we know that in the Garden of Eden, the serpent appears before the wife. We know that the serpent appears before the wife. And before I even get into Genesis 3 really quickly, let me do one more backtrack. For any of you who have children, you have baby cousins, nieces, nephews, you know that young children, almost from the time that they can speak until the time, I would say from the time they can speak until maybe they're like six or seven years old, children do something that's extremely annoying. They ask incessant questions. Mommy, why is the sky blue? Mommy, why do I have to pee? 
Mommy, why do you have crust in your eyes in the morning? Mommy, why did Jimmy hit me? Mommy, why is there something on the seat? Mommy, how does that iron work? Mommy, how did you make those pancakes like that? Mommy, why did you do that? Mommy, did you mean to wear your hair like that? Mommy, your dress is too long. Mommy, your dress is too short. Mommy, why did you fix your dress like that? Mommy, are we going to go to the dry cleaners? Mommy, are we there yet? Mommy, can we now leave? Mommy, why is it so hot? Mommy, why is it so cold? And I'm telling you, for anybody who's a mother or you know how to take care of young people some days you just want to cuss oh ah just shut up for three seconds just be quiet i love all four of my babies lord knows i do and most days most days i would say 92 percent of the time i don't mind answering their questions lovingly and sweetly i don't mind but it's that 8% of the time when I'm super busy or I'm totally exhausted or I've gotten a little bickering spat with their dad that I, I don't feel like answering questions. And so I just feel like just I just want to say like one cuss word and, and sit down. Y'all shut up and don't talk to me for about two hours. OK. Now, Cleese, where are you going with this? I thought we were talking about Genesis 3. All right, thank you for staying with me, sister. So hang with me. I'm, I'm about to wrap this up. I promise whatever I tell you, it does come together. You just got to hang with me. Now, I'm about to close. I'm about to close. And I know when, when black people say that, that normally means we got about three, four more hours of preaching. But when I say it, I promise you, I promise you, I really am coming to a close. So we know that children love to ask questions. Now, what does that have to do with Genesis 3? So one thing I love about the Bible, mm. one thing I truly love about the Bible is every time I read God's word, I see something and learn something new every single time. Do, 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 is anybody in agreement? Every single time I read God's word, it doesn't matter how many times I've read Genesis 1-1 or how many times I've read Psalm 27 or how many times I've read John 3-16. It's always something that I see differently in God's word every single time. And as familiar as I am with Genesis 3, I got to tell you, beloved, and there is something that I noticed that I had never noticed before. Khalees, what was that something? Do you notice that when the serpent is speaking to Eve, she doesn't do what? She doesn't do what, beloved? All right, let's go to it. Let's go to it real quick while we wrap up. So Genesis 3, we're going to start with verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. So that's verse 1 of Genesis 3. Verse 2, it says, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So let me go back, beloved, to my question. Remember, I just told you, I said, Children love to ask incessant questions. On any given day, I kid you not, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I am asked at least 12 to 13,000 questions when, when all of my four children combined. I'm confident of it. It's like, Lord, help me. I got to anoint myself with a lot of oil in the morning to get the patience needed to, to, to listen to the loquacity and the incessant questions of my four sweet, beautiful, loving children. Praise God. 
When we go to Genesis 3, it, it wasn't until recently that I noticed Eve does not ask the serpent any questions. And you're like, Khalisa, what do you mean? Well, first of all, if you are in a garden and a serpent, I'm assuming that she has never met Satan before. This has to be a first time interaction. And I'm guessing. And I always ask the Holy Spirit to guide me whenever it comes to the scripture. So if, if I am understanding it correctly, this is the first time she is meeting the serpent, a.k.a. Satan. <coughs> now... I don't know about you, but I just, most women in their right mind, when they, if somebody comes up out the blue and asks them a question, most women in their right mind are going to say, wait, wait a minute. Do, do I know you? Are you friends with my husband? Are you friends with my children? Do I know you from church? What zip code do you live in? Are we some kin? Does my grandmama know you? Uh, what, where did you come from? Notice, beloved listeners of, uh, of Why Not Us, do you notice Eve does not ask the serpent anything? And that's a problem. That is a problem because the omniscient and the all-loving God we serve, he wants his children to be thinkers. He wants you to be thinkers. That's why I have to take a breath when my children start asking a lot of questions and I sometimes feel myself getting frustrated because I'm like, you know what? They are doing what thus saith the Lord. They are doing what God wants all of us to do, which is to ask questions. Be curious. Don't be so quick to just settle for everything that you hear, everything that you read. Ask questions. Who gave you that information? Who did the research? For how long? But anyway, getting back to Eve in Genesis 3, she doesn't ask questions. And where I'm going with this, beloved, is particularly for my beautiful young women out there, my beautiful princesses of God, at some point in our lives, we become like Eve. Khalees, what are you talking about? We stop asking questions and that's a problem. And let me elucidate this. Let me clear this up for you a bit more. Somewhere right now in these United States, there's a beautiful, brilliant, bright girl sitting somewhere in an emergency room department with four more teeth knocked out because she has allowed her boyfriend to hit her for the 100th time. Somewhere in these United States of America, there is a 16-year-old girl right now sleeping with her 52-year-old teacher because he has convinced her that he loves her and nobody else is for her and nobody else is going to woo her like he can. My beloved women and people of God on the Why Not Us podcast, we need to go back to the old ways of serving and worshiping God. And one way is to start asking some questions. Eve should have asked, who are you? Do I know you? Did God send you? Why did he send you? Why has God not informed me of who you are? Where did you come from? Where do you work? Do you have the proper identification? Eve doesn't ask anything. She goes right into talking to a serpent. And as I wrap up this message and get ready, God willing, for next week's message, I want to ask you a question, my beloved. When have you allowed the serpent to enter into your garden and you stopped asking questions? When have you allowed the serpent to do that? 
Was it when your marriage started going haywire and you started listening to your new boss at the job? That fine boss who started paying you some attention when your husband stopped. Was it when you were a student at, at high school and you were and you were lusting and in a lustful mood and an and 18 year old Trey Quan, the leader of the football team, came up to you and said, hey, shawty, you know, I love me some you. You know, we don't need a condom. You know, all you need is my love. Is that when we allow the serpent to enter into our garden? This is a warning message for my why not us listeners. Get Back to, to studying and worshiping God by asking questions. Don't end up like Eve and just foolishly and blindly start talking to a serpent. Because I'm here to tell you, when you start talking to and listening to a serpent, it leads to depression. It leads to dumb moves. It leads to stupidity. It leads to nothingness. And the next thing you know, you're so depressed and so dejected and so bogged down and so far away from God that the next thing you know, you got your own gun staring at your temple and you're like how did I get here it all starts from a simple thing called I got distracted and I did not ask questions my closing word for you today why not us listeners listen to me and listen to me good get back to the brilliant mind that God gave you this day from this day forward I want you to start asking questions. Go back to that childhood love of yours and ask questions. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. God bless you, why not us? God bless you, Kendra Joyner. God bless you, listeners. May the Holy Spirit smile upon you. Amen.